This podcast is brought to you by CATV, building community in the Upper Valley through media. Hello and welcome to Shelf Help, a podcast where booksellers help you answer one of life's trickier questions, what should you read next? I'm Lisa Christie, editor of The Book Jam, which is a nonprofit resource designed to help readers find their next great book. And with me today, I have absolutely fabulous bookstore owners slash booksellers from the Upper Valley of Vermont and New Hampshire. Let's start to my left. Hi, I'm Emma Nichols, co-owner of the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont. And I'm Sam Koss, the other co-owner of the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont. The Norwich Bookstore is a community-focused bookstore with something for everyone. We aim to have exactly what you're looking for and that book that you've never heard of but now you can't live without. Hi, I'm Allie Levy. I'm the owner of Still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. Still North opened in December 2019, really good timing, in the former Dartmouth bookstore space, a portion of it, which was previously operated by Barnes & Noble, so it's been great to have an indie back in Hanover. We're a bookstore, coffee, beer, and wine bar, and we're really focused on offering a community space for people to gather and talk about books and find things to read. And now... Last but certainly not least, our oldest bookstore, but not the oldest person at this table. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Carrie Moich, and I am one of the co-owners of the Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont. And my partner, Christian Prelowski, and I are the eighth owners of the Yankee Bookshop. It opened its doors in 1935 and is now the longest-running independent bookstore in the state of Vermont. As far as the feel of our shop, we're a small-town bookstore with a big-city selection and reach. And we want people to find titles and things that they didn't expect or didn't know they needed. Woodstock is only a town of 3,000 people, but we are also an international travel destination. So we actually serve a very wide range of customers and readers. And we focused on making sure that our selection reflects the world at large. And I think anyone who has ever tried to drive through Woodstock during the month of October recognizes that Woodstock truly is an international tourist destination. Because this is our first episode, which you can probably tell in that I already mixed up the order of what I was supposed to be doing, it felt important to spend a little bit of time today answering why shelf help. Because we help readers find great books for all occasions. Because we are organized by the Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to inspire readers. Because we feature booksellers, booksellers who are also independent bookstore owners in the Upper Valley of Vermont and New Hampshire, as you just saw from their introductions. With Shelf Help, they are collaborating to help bring you many terrific books to read. We are also made possible and want to thank the tech support and amazing cheerleading from another nonprofit in the area, CATV Upper Valley Media Community. Without them, we would not be sitting at this table today. Shelf Help is designed to answer real-life book dilemmas such as what to give your mother-in-law or your new significant other or a new baby. Well, you sort of get the idea. So welcome to our inaugural episode today. Future episodes will cover listener requests for book recommendations, and we'll talk about how to make those happen at the end of this episode. But for our first episode, we wanted to really introduce you to the owners behind these Upper Valley institutions, these three bookstores. We thought the best way for that to happen was to ask each of them to recommend a book, one book that represents who they are in some way. That way could be one that irritated them the most, one that inspired them the most, one that they remember the most, or one that they reread every year. The parameters for this question were pretty broad, other than it needed to represent who they are. 
And I am going to start with whoever wishes to volunteer. So, Sam. <laughs> uh -oh. Well, I'm sort of famous for not being able to choose favorite anything or even representative anything uh, for myself. And much to the chagrin of Emma's mother, who can't figure out what to get me for my birthday for exactly this reason. So in true Sam form, I took this question and turned it on its end and decided to try to figure out what would be a sort of perfect Sam book, what a publishing colleague in sending me a manuscript once wrote was a Perfect Sam Koss grade A slam dunk. <laughs> I can't remember if the book that he sent me actually was, but here's one that I think I like the is. aspiration. That's, you know, it's a good goal. So one that I think incorporates all of the elements or many of the elements that a perfect Sam Koss book should have is the Booker Prize winning novel A Brief History of Seven Killings by Marlon James, which came out in 2014. This book has everything that makes me tick as a reader. It is a big, heavy, long book. It's got multiple narrators. It moves forward and back in time. It's got a music connection. It's got a history connection. And it looks at known periods of history, known events, but looks beyond the headline and digs into aspects of the world that you wouldn't have ordinarily looked at or maybe wouldn't have thought to look at at all. And, and so many of the best books I've ever read do this. This book does it incredibly well. It's centered around an actual event, which was that in 1976, somebody broke into Bob Marley's house and tried to shoot him. Succeeded in causing quite a ruckus, but did not succeed in assassinating Bob Marley, luckily. But... This became kind of a footnote in the story of Marley's life. Marlon James takes this instance and runs with it to tell the entire history of 20th century Jamaica, to tell the history of the Jamaican diaspora into uh, Florida and New York and beyond, to tell the history of colonialism in a lot of ways throughout the world, and also to explore different worlds and different sides of history around the world. It is an incredible book. It is a just a remarkable feat. And it is also a dense, long book that you can really sink into. And that is one of my favorite things to find in a book is one that I can really dig into. So Brief History of Seven Killings by Marlon James. I don't think I've ever heard of that book, so I'm ashamed to say. So I'm really excited for that title to now be in my head. And I had forgotten about the assassination attempt. So that was an interesting reminder had. today. And then the next bookseller will be Carrie from Yankee Bookshop. I actually changed my mind like six <laughs> times before getting here today about what this book was going to be. Because it is. It's very hard to pick one one title that, that represents who we are as a reader. So I picked this book because I found it at a really pivotal time of my life. It was recommended to me by a friend. It includes art and magic and correspondence. And it's just a, a beautiful little package of a book. And because of its size, I've been able to reread it more than any other book as well. Because you can read it in an afternoon. And the book is Griffin and Sabine by Nick Bantock, who is an artist and author. Uh, he's written many books, many of which have gone out of print. 
And they were probably all very expensive to create. Yeah, <laughs> I bet they were. <laughs> because I know with Griffin and Sabine, the entire story is told in letters and postcards. And it includes actual envelopes that you can open and pull the letters out. And if it's a well-loved volume, you'll see that those letters are falling apart or the envelopes are coming off the page. But he, in addition to crafting this magical correspondence between these two people existing in parallel universes, he also created all the artwork that you see, the stamps on the letters, the backs of the postcards. He hand-lettered every one of the letters from each of them himself. It's a beautiful piece of fiction. And I really think, yeah, it just it holds so much of what I look for in a book. I drift toward things that have a sense of magic in them. So this seemed like the best place to land for today. Good. There'll be plenty of opportunities for all those other books that didn't quite make the list that you've switched your mind about in future episodes. So there's a tag to keep listening. Allie, let's go with you next. I thought that I could do this without pulling the book out of my bag, even though you can't see the bag. (laughs) Or the book. (laughs) Or the book. But I can't. I need to be holding a book when I'm talking about it, apparently. So my pick is The Dog Stars by Peter Heller. And I'll preface this by saying that I love outdoorsy books. I think that we are all really impacted by the landscapes that we inhabit. And so I've found that in addition to being drawn to outdoorsy books, some of my favorite authors are people who have lived in places that I've lived or spent time in places that I've spent time. And so Lauren Groff, Louise Erdrich, I love anyone who has a title at Upper Valley. And one of those people is Peter Heller. And anyone who knew me when I lived in Denver and to a certain extent now knows that I am such a Peter Heller fangirl. <laughs> I once he... Peter, if you're out there somewhere in Vermont, <laughs> listen to Allie. <laughs> he knows. We've discussed it at this point. Um, but it used to be the point where I would run in the back when he came into the store um, in Denver. Anyways, he also went to Dartmouth, spent time in Vermont, and now lives in Denver, as I just said, and Denver is where I was before I came back here. And Peter was also, before he did fiction, he was an outdoor journalist, and I spent some time in the outdoor industry, so I've just always really loved that Peter's background in writing about nature really comes through in all of his novels. I go back and forth, but I think of his novels, Dog Stars is probably my favorite. It's set in a post-apocalyptic world where a flu has wiped out most of the population. So it was a little different to read it now than it was the first time that I read it. But it is about a man named Hig. He lives with his dog in this abandoned airport hangar somewhere on the front range outside of Boulder. He has this crazy neighbor, Bangley, who has a whole bunch of guns. And Higgs starts picking up these radio signals from the Western Slope, and he decides to take a huge risk, fly in his little terrifying 1950s plane out to the Western Slope, even though everyone's out to get you because we're in post-apocalyptic world. And he is just so lonely that he risks going out to find who is sending these radio signals. And so I love that it's an adventure novel, but it's also about human connection I sometimes hate to admit how much I need plot, but Peter Heller (laughs) is really good at plot, and I'm grateful for it. (laughs) And it's just one of those that I I don't reread a lot, probably because I need plot, and this is one that I I come back to a lot. Probably, too, because you don't have a lot of time. I would assume as a bookstore owner, the list of books that is by your table to be read doesn't allow for a lot of rereading, but maybe that's for a future show as well. (laughs) And finally today, we have Emma. So I, too, had trouble 
narrowing down the list to just one. I tried to make a list of all the different kind of genres I was interested in and see what books sort of fit into all those genres. And I came up with an essay collection that's ostensibly about reading and writing, but really it's about humanity, spreadsheets, tarot, and magic, and also written by a 10-year-old girl. There isn't a book like that, so... <laughs> Sounds <laughs> awesome, though. Someone Let needs me to know if it. you've written it. So I actually changed my mind from the book I said I was going to talk about. <laughs> Do you mean from just like 15, from okay, 15 wow, minutes ago? Okay, wow, 15 minutes ago, yep. okay. So I'm going to talk about Life Among the Savages by Shirley Jackson. Shirley Jackson is a Vermont author. You may know her from her intensely creepy novels, like The Haunting of Hill House or her very well-known short story, The Lottery. Life Among the Savages is an essay collection that she, it's compiled from articles from Women's Day magazines written in the 40s all about her life as a wife and a mother and a writer. And you would think that that would not be super interesting, maybe. Why would you think that? Of course it is. It's fascinating. (laughs) Shirley Jackson's fascinating. Because she brings to this world of the domestic her wry humor and eye for the strange. So on the surface, these stories are really light and full of quirky childhood antics. But just beneath, you'll find a kind of dark and incisive examination of life as a writer when women were expected to put their children and husbands above all else. Speaking of re-listening to things or rereading things, I listened to this book once a year, and I have for about the last five years, that and her sequel, Raising Demons. They're such comfort novels for me at this point, and they're hilarious. They're just so funny. When you say that it's not fascinating, you're right. I think like the description like that doesn't, like those two sentences together doesn't sound like much, but knowing the books that she produced, anything right. about her life is going to have to be fascinating because there's no way she could have written what she wrote without something Something without something going on (laughs) yeah the uh, biography of her by Ruth Franklin is also incredible and another Vermont connection so there we go also I got to recommend like five books in there (laughs) (laughs) yeah you did I noticed how you snuck all of those in so just to summarize I'll ask each person to just say their name and the book that they recommended before we close out for today We'll start with the last person. I'm Emma Nichols, co-owner of the Norwich Bookstore, and I recommended Life Among the Savages by Shirley Jackson. I'm Sam Kass, also co-owner of the Norwich Bookstore, (laughs) and I was talking about A Brief History of Seven Killings by Marlon James. I'm Allie Levy. I think we messed up the order again. (laughs) I'm the owner of Still North Books and Bar. I recommended The Dog Stars by Peter Heller. I'm Carrie Moich, one of the co-owners of the Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont. And I recommended Griffin and Sabine by Nick Bantock. And my challenge for episode two will be to stick to the order. (laughs) And in closing, I just want to say and remind everyone, thank you for listening to our first episode. Thank you, Allie. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Emma. Thank you to all of our listeners. Shelf Help is a collaboration between the Book Jam, CATV Upper Valley Media Community, three Upper Valley bookstores, Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont, the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont, and still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. If you've got a reading dilemma, you can email us a question or a voicemail at shelfhelpuv at gmail.com. That's shelfhelpuv at gmail.com. We're here to help your shelves. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you on the next Shelf Help. Thank you for listening to CATV Podcasts. If you found this episode interesting and would like to find more Upper Valley content at CATV, 
please visit our website at catv8.org. That is catv8.org. You can find all of our podcasts under the Listen section on our homepage.